Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No, no, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hello. Hello. Hi. Are we here? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Are you there? I'm here. Earth Hi. to Kim. Hi. Hi. We are. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Where's my wine? Oh, God. <laughs> so awkward. Uh-huh. I can't believe I didn't spill it. Cheers. Cheers. How are you? I'm great. Good. Oh, this is episode e- 11. Yes. Is it? It is. It is. It's okay. episode 11. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, cool. The, uh, this is Kim and Kat Stay Alive? Maybe. Oh, right. Maybe. Maybe it's Kim and Kat Stay Alive. <laughs> We're a horror movie comedy podcast. And uh, two best friends uh, trying to stay alive. Drinking wine. Drinking wine. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Do we want to do shout outs? Yes. Let's do some shout outs. So you guys have been so amazing at listening to us jibber jabber and reviewing our (laughs) reviewing, (laughs) reviewing our podcast on iTunes that we wanted to give a shout out to some of our reviewers. We have Catboy who gave us, who has the best uh, screen name I think I've Catboy. Catboy. Oh my gosh. Kim is song for everyone. Kim's making good on her promise to make up a song for all of the people that give us a review. Yeah. So anyone who writes a new one, you're gonna get a full song. Oh, lucky you guys. So Catboy, thank you for your review. We also have a review from Elo, but it's hard to read because a capital I Elo? next to two Elo? Well, Elo? Elo? Because a capital I next to two lowercase L. Elo. Yo, thank you, yo. This is we love you. what our podcast is now. We're no longer <laughs> going to be doing horror movies. Um, we're making a quick little switch over to Kim singing people's names. Yep. And then also, Longshot01 gave us a review. Longshot, Longshot, thank you. Kim, that was... Beautiful. So beautiful. You're welcome. So beautiful. So there were your songs, guys. So <laughs> someone wants to turn them into ringtones. <laughs> um, Don, 
if, if anyone likes that, I'll really expand this part. Um, oh, I'm God. super willing to do that for the people if that's what, you know, you guys are liking. So give us some feedback. Oh, God. Um, we'll really pump up the the singing for the reviewers. Yeah. Area. We're really going to pump up um, that singing. If that's what you want, you know, let me know. Well, moving on. <laughs> um, but seriously, thank you. And please, please, please share the crap out of us so that we can keep watching more Morris watching movies and telling you about them i'm not even drunk guys i haven't had a single sip of wine <laughs> maybe that's why you yeah sip of wine. you're better when you're less sober <sighs> there we go remember that was always the thing in college that i was like pretty good at beer pong when i was drunk but if i tried to play sober i was i think the that's a worst. standard thing for people i was just like it's not specific to you i felt like mine was so exaggerated though mm. like it was so, like scott Woltz and i used to play yeah. and it would be like plunk 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 yeah that's me that was the balls you're going getting into in. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down yeah but then i tried to do it sober and it was like bouncing off walls and yeah, shit yeah. i go there's a happy medium zone that where i'm good at that game no you're right yeah because if i got too drunk I'm really then that was yeah it was a s- real sweet spot <laughs> yeah in there and i guess podcasting lays in that same sweet spot <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you could just have a couple more right sips, <laughs> yeah um, we so could <laughs> Ooh, this episode would hopefully get Ooh. better. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's, let's sink some let's sink some beer pong shots. Um okay. So so oh, I also wanted to say that a little side effect that's happening from our podcast is that some of my dear friends from high school are listening, which is great. I love it. Uh-huh. But I'm now making the connection, perhaps this is a connection that I should have made before, that any stories I tell about high school, those people from high school know the people I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, it's not – did you know that this podcast isn't just things? happening in a void? <laughs> uh, no, nothing bad. It's all uh, me, me being an embarrassing that's person. That's true. Yeah. So they're probably like, yeah, we remember that. Yeah. But it's more just like confirming that I was an embarrassing <laughs> person is is more what's happening but it's you know it's fine it's totally Good. fine shout out to all the boys that didn't <laughs> like me in high school you just made me stronger i'm looking at you matt <laughs> i won't say your last name <laughs> matt calling him out matt <sighs> you just made me stronger um, um. So I watched a movie. Do this- we want to? We talked about the order we would do things today, and you are not doing them. Let me have some more wine. <laughs> Why don't you? So what's the order? So we're th- going to do shout outs. Yeah. Talk about ourselves, our favorite part, obviously. I'm oh, right. Kidding. Yeah. Talk about ourselves. Um, and then movie. Good. Okay. So what would you like to say about yourself? I did a cool thing today. Let me hear. Oh, you did tell me. I did walk in here to record, <laughs> and I said, how was your day? And she goes, I did a really cool thing today. I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> She wanted all of you to be here before she would tell me about the really cool thing that she did today. So, so do tell. I heard about this guy named Rob Lawless mm-hmm. um, from a podcast, actually, the Lively Show with Jess Lively that I love. And then he was on another podcast called Are You Being Real with Mark Shapiro. So shout out to both of them. And he's doing this thing where he's meeting 10,000 people 
for one hour one-on-one. What? Yeah, it's cool. For so, um, how does he find ten thousand people? Yeah, he's going to have ten thousand one-on-ones. Uh huh. Why for am I one my, full hour? My heart rate is like racing right now, and, and I don't know why. why. Like a good bad way. Are you nervous for him? I'm really. <laughs> I think I'm really nervous for him. Like I'm also, but it's more like, like the way you're like excited for someone who's about to bungee jump for the first time, yeah. but you're also like pretty nervous. That's how I feel right now. So what is he going to do? Well, the cool thing is he's actually from Philly and he was out in LA for a little while. So I hit him up on the Instagram and we met today. That is so cool. Isn't it cool? So you were one of his 10,000. Yeah. I'm number 2,131. 2,131. Yeah, we should see if that number comes up again for you. Okay. 2131. Yeah, 2131. So, yeah. So, we just met today. And what does he talk to people about? Like, there's no expectations. Like, it's just like he literally just wants to, like, get to meet 10,000 people. That is super cool. So, yeah. You can kind of just talk about anything. Like, he's like, some people are more open than others, et cetera, et cetera. I want to um, talk to him. I know. He's only – I was going to, like, refer to, like, a bunch of people. He's only here until October 16th. Oh. And then he goes back to Philly. That's so, so cool, Also, though. any of my friends in Philly, he should be there until the end of the year. So, it'll be, like, end of October until the end of the year. So, you guys should totally do it. And, like, how how is he, like, putting this together? Like, is he putting it together in one into one, like, cohesive? So, like, what's he, he going to do with Instagram, it? Instagram. So, that's the thing. You should follow him on Rob's 10K Friends. Rob's 10K friends. Yeah. So his name's Rob Lawless. And so literally every one of his pictures is him and a picture with a person he's met. That is and so then cool. And he does like a whole paragraph of like what they talked about kind of and like a quote from them. It reminds me of Humans in New York or Humans of New York. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. I'm going to try and see if cool. he'll squeeze me in before he leaves um, though. Yeah. You should message him today. Yeah. And, I will. Um, so my quote is uh, – I told him like he, he's really great – at, I mean, I'm his tooth, like he's done 2,100 people. So it's like, he's really great at kind of like asking questions. And like, I mean, like we talked about him too, you know, like it was yeah. just like, like, he's super open and mm-hmm. like really like listens to you. I love talking he's really to really great at like listening, that. you know? Um, so it like makes you like, kind of like, like I told him my whole like dad story. Wow. Um, Cause I was like, I was like kind of mentioning it. Cause he asked about brothers and sisters. This mm-hmm. is always, <laughs> this is basically what I do on first dates always. Cause <laughs> Brothers and sisters always come up. It's like a basic question. And I'm like, it's a big question for me. I have 40 million brothers. I'm like, I have a fuck ton. They're from all different ways and paths. And so I was like kind of getting – I was like, do you want to just hear the story? And so I told him the whole fucking thing. That's – I mean, it's such a good story. Yeah. And then like he was like, what do you think was like – he asked like such good questions where I was like, Rob, these, I don't even know. I gotta, I gotta think about this maybe a little. <laughs> like, um, but I was like, I'm gonna put this in my pocket because that's a, that's a question to ask that's people. That's so awesome. Um, he's like, what's like a, this is after I told him that story. He's like, what do you think is like some, like, what do you think is like your defining moment of like the past 10 years? Oh my or God. Something like that. And he's like, cause like, for example, that story you just told me about your dad, like, is kind of huge and a big deal, but like, might not even be the most defining thing. And yeah, I was like, that's you, actually true. Do you consider it? No. Yeah. Like, it's a huge thing and a big deal that happened, but like, it didn't change my life right. all that much. And so, like, just on the spot, like, I, it was like kind of my breakup with Mitch, right. like the really bad one. Yeah. So then we kind of dug into that. So that's kind of what he shared. Like, he does like a little quote from the person and then the, all the things we talked about. So mine is like, I had a really bad heartbreak and it wrecked me for like a year. Wow. That's Which is super true. Cool. It's reminding yeah. me of, Lots of things, but also 
when I read those Humans of New York posts, mm-hmm. just the specificity of the stories, how they're so specific yeah. to that person, while simultaneously being totally universal. Yes. That's what I think is so cool yeah. about shit like this. Yeah. And that's what he was saying. He was like, you know, like someone else might be feeling that same thing right now and they yeah. might read this, you know? Yeah. Totally. feel not alone. That's um, so cool. Isn't it cool? Yeah. I, I bet he also picked 10,000 because they say that like to become an expert at something, he it's 10,000 hours. On, like one of his podcast interviews that he did with them was like, yeah, the Malcolm Gladwell thing. Yeah. Oh, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of like doing something for 10,000 hours is like you're an expert. That's super um, fucking cool, dude. So yeah, that's one of the reasons he kind of picked that number. Um, so yeah, he's going back to Philly. Uh, so anyone in Philly should should hit him up on Instagram. He usually just like people can DM him. And then he's hoping to travel like out of the country for 2019. So also he's looking for like sponsors and stuff like that. So if anyone can or like partnerships to kind of like help. Awesome. So if anyone can help out there, you should because it's a really it's a really cool thing. And I'm excited to like see what will happen and where it will go. And he kind of has no expectations. Like he's like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like going with the flow and like it'd make a really cool coffee table book. Yeah. You know, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. And then you would just be like a page on someone's coffee table, Bernsey. Yeah. That's so cool. So my day was less cool, but still (laughs) fine. (laughs) Fine. I had I only had to do a half day at a school today, which was really like those are nice because it's like and I was I was I'm a substitute teacher. I was working with fourth graders today and I found that fourth fourth and fifth grade is the sweet spot. Because mm-hmm. there's still elementary school kids who are like generally nice people. Yeah. They can be like rambunctious or naughty, things like that, but they're not, they're still like small people, you know, like little tiny children that basically want to like still please, please you do. to an extent. Yeah. But they're old enough to be autonomous. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they're not like kindergarten first graders where it's like, I literally feel like, I am responsible for the lives of 30 humans and it's a toss up as to whether or not they'll all be alive at the end of the day. And then middle schoolers and high schoolers who like are getting to that point where they want to like defy me and or be cool just for the sake of it. Like right, they, right, right, right. they start to be assholes when they get to like sixth grade. Yeah. So it's like fourth grade. I was like, this is chill. These kids want me to be happy. They don't want to be yelled at. They want to do their work, but they also don't need me to hold their hand to go to the bathroom. It's great. Cool. So I basically just did a lot of KK Sam administrative work today. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. (laughs) Don't tell my jobs. (laughs) Um, Um, Cool. Okay. Did I do everything that I said we were going uh, to do? I think that completes the list that we had talked about <sighs> right before we hit record. But um, <laughs> yeah. Fucking like slave driver over here. <laughs> um, did you watch a movie? I Catherine? did watch a movie. Okay. Let so, me guess what it is. Can I get points for it? No. Because <laughs> uh, you already know. All right. So we watch, <laughs> but you haven't seen it. So we went to – did we first see the preview at Scream? I think we saw it at Scream. We did see it at Scream. Okay. So I had never heard of this movie before, but apparently it's like one of those movies that like the horror movie buffs of the buffs. Like they're like, this is an iconic horror right, movie. Right, They're doing a remake of it that comes out in two days. Um, so I'm super excited about it. I watched the original version of – 
Suspiria. Did that sound creepy? <laughs> um, so it was really, it was made in the 1970, definitely the 1970s. I feel like maybe like the early 1970s based on the technological aspect of it, uh-huh. like what they were able to do. Yeah. It felt like early 70s. Yeah. So I watched that. It was super cool and creepy. And watching this, I'm like that much more excited for the remake just because it's one of those things where like resources are limited in the 1970s. So like, I feel like they did a great job with what they had access to. Right. But this is like the seedling. And I feel like now that it's 2018 and they redid it, it's like, we're going to see like a giant oak tree of right. this concept. Yeah. We just watched the trailer. So I have an idea maybe of something. Yes. <laughs> but it made me very excited. I was I like, know. this doesn't look good. so fucking good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I watched Suspiria. Tell okay. me, tell me everything. All right. So, where's my pen? Motherfucker. I'm reaching for it. Okay. Okay. So, let's play Dead or Alive. Yes. Susie Banyan. She is um, a dancer that is coming to the school from New York. Alive. Okay. Professor Milius. Alive. Dr. Frank Mandel. Who is an actor? If you look him up on IMDb, it's the, it's, he's younger. Obviously, he's younger than he mm-hmm. is today. Um, you would recognize him. He does like a lot of creepy stuff, but his name is Dr. Frank Mandel in the movie. Dead. Okay. Sarah, the roommate. Dead. Madame Blanc. Alive. Uh, we have Pat, heretofore known as Crazy Woods Girl. Hmm. I'm going to say alive. Hmm. Okay. Then we have Miss Tanner. Mm. I'm going to say she's alive. Okay. And then we have scary, ugly guy. I'm calling him ugly, not based on my opinion, but how he was referred to in the film. Scary, ugly guy. Uh, Daniel, a blind pianist. Oh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Um... I'm going to keep him alive. Okay. I think Daniel can make it through. You believe in Daniel? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's got all those other senses that I think will probably help him Heightened more. senses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So here we go. The movie opens <laughs> with a narrator telling us that Susie Banyan is a dancer from New York City who applied and was accepted to a super prestigious dance academy in Germany. Germany. Yes. So okay. the movie opens with her cu- getting off the plane. Uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm having a weird situation. What I'm is sorry. a weird situation? <laughs> the way that this is set up, like I can see you, but it's directly in the middle, middle of my eyeballs. So you're having um, cross-eyed problems? I think that it's starting to hurt my brain a little bit. <laughs> so that I'm trying to go to the side, but that feels a little weird and this side feels weird. Um, I'm I sorry. just looked over and I said <laughs> completely normal, not interesting stuff to lead up to this movie. And Kim is bright red, <laughs> laughing to herself. And it is quite. A- I just got to figure out my head positioning <laughs> with this microphone situation. I think if you, you know so what, I'm not going to help you. I believe in you. I feel like you can figure this out. I got it. Okay, great. Kim figured it out, guys. Uh, okay, I just so hurt my brain. So she cut the. <clears throat> First scene is her walking through the airport to like hail a cab. 
she looks so we're to, in Germany. We're in Germany. She's gotten off the plane. Got it. Um, we're in Germany. So she's walking through the airport and it's doing this really cool thing where like as she's walking through the airport with people, you know, all trying to like hail a cab. Every time we see her, like the cameras on her, she's looking sort of out the window at a crazy, crazy rainy storm that's happening and mm-hmm. seems, you know, intimidated by that. It's like yeah. a fucking crazy storm outside and it's silent. We just hear the people walking. But then when the camera turns and we see what she's looking at out the door, it's like the creepy uh music that plays throughout the horror mm-hmm. so like they're already setting us up with like throughout sh- the horror through throughout the movie <laughs> <laughs> the horror movie right throughout the horror <laughs> throughout the horror okay i need more wine <laughs> you are i'm really oh, and i almost spilled it <laughs> okay. throughout the horror a specific music place right can right, you right. imitate it and- for me yeah, it's very tinkly sounding, but okay. also ominous sounding. So it's like, it's like, ding, 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 oh. ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And I got it's, it. it's like, good. it sounds, I would describe it as like, if very creepy murder fairies were playing music, this is the music they would play. Got it. So she seems very timid right off the bat. Twinkling, scary theme music, very uneasy. Mm-hmm, That's how we feel. Mm-hmm. She comes outside. It is raining like a motherfucker. She hails um, a cab driver who seems super annoyed and or concerned about where she asks to, to be go. taken. Ooh. Yeah. Like he feels it's hot. Like he's very gruff and very German. So mm-hmm. it's difficult. It was difficult for me to tell, like, do you not want to take her? Yeah, or, like it's too far or you, yeah, and you're annoyed. Or are you like scared to take her there? It was unclear. Mm. Okay. So we see why. Because all of a sudden, we are driving through the deepest, creepiest forest of all time. Like such a deep looking dark, dark forest that like you're surprised that there's even a road for cars to drive down mm. in it. And it's raining like crazy. And we pull up to a giant bright red castle oh. oh in the middle of the woods right red yeah and i have a picture That's i have strong. pictures to show you um oh. it's literally like a giant red castle in the middle of the woods strong choice yeah strong choice so <laughs> he pulls up at, uh to the castle and as he pulls up it's storming raining insane storm this woman this blonde woman busts out the front door she does not make eye contact with the cab driver, look at the cab, look at Susie who's getting her stuff out, like is, is, appears oblivious to the fact that there is someone in front of her, but she's yelling into the wind and clearly very, very upset. Uh-huh. We can't hear what she's saying. Susie kind of goes up to her because she has to go into this castle. Yeah. But, like, the woman doesn't appear to, like, be acknowledging that Susie is standing right in front of her and is just, like, yelling into the wind. We think that maybe Susie Does can she pick look up. like she's saying words or yes, she's just she's like – saying – no, she's saying words. She's okay. clearly saying something. But, like, okay. it's – we can't hear it because yes. the storm is so loud. Oh, okay. So then Susie kind of is, like, trying to approach her and she just runs away into the woods. Like, okay. runs into the woods. Okay. And it's like she – 
has no clothes for the weather. Like she clearly was running away from something. Yeah. Uh, what do you do when you see this? Oh, man. I mean, I'm going to go inside, I think. Okay. What does um, Susie do? And be like, what's up what's going on <laughs> like what's up hello okay so what does Susie do um does she <laughs> i think she goes inside as well okay so you are not going to live for that but you won't <laughs> know why you're not going to live for quite some time so Susie walks up to the door I found it strange that this woman just kind of like ran away from her and her reaction was sort of like, hmm, like didn't really seem concerned about it. Yeah. Went up to the door, pushes the intercom. They have like a little intercom being like, I'm here. And the woman on the other end of the intercom goes, I don't know you. Go away. And she's like, no, no, no. I have like the letter of acceptance. And she's like, go away. So Susie is like, has to now hail the cab back down who's like about to leave again. And she's like, no, 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 don't leave. So she gets back into the cab and we leave. She leaves. What? As she's driving back out through the woods, we just see crazy woods woman just running through the woods. Weird. Aimlessly. And just like very spectery looking, like a super creepy shot of her yeah. just like running aimlessly through the woods. Yeah. Like where is she going to go? I just don't understand because I'm like... I literally just flew to this country to come to this exact place. So right. I don't actually have any other options. I'm thinking. As far as I'm concerned. Like, I'm, think- I'm like, I don't know what this crazy lady is doing, but like literally Where am I gonna the go? only place I have to go is this castle. Right. So that's why I'm like, well, I got to go inside. I, I got to at least like knock and figure it out. Yeah. I'm thinking what she's pro- what I what I would probably have someone do is just take me to another hotel that you passed on the way in. Because like. I don't know. Like, based on this, like, I wouldn't want to stay in the – like, based on what what just happened, if someone tells me to go away, I'd be like, great. I'm sleeping at the airport or something. Like, it was just not a good impression, first impression. Yeah. But I bet it's, like, something she's worked her entire life for. If they're dancers, right? It's like a dancer. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I'd probably maybe wait till daylight. Right. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I didn't know it was dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is she – her flight arrived at, like, 1040 p.m. Okay. So now we we know that Susie is back in the cab and going away. Mm-hmm. We're now back with the blonde woman who ran into the woods. Right. She is now making her way back to the castle, but super freaked out. So she goes back into the castle. She's constantly like looking over her shoulder, totally weirded out. She goes up to her room and her roommate is like, dude, what? the fuck is your problem? And she's like, I I can't tell you. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. And she's like, it's not a big deal. Like, so what if you got kicked out? All you have to do is like talk to Madame Blanc and I'm sure it'll be fine. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't understand. Like, this is I'm leaving tomorrow. Like, I, I have to get out of here. Can I use your bathroom? Mm-hmm. And the roommate's like, I mean, fine. Like, whatever. Yes, you can use a bathroom. So blonde girl goes into her roommate's bathroom. And what we learn later is like, it's a dormitory. And it's like, it looks like everybody kind of has their own bathroom, but like rooms are joined. Like Mm -hmm. the roommate and her could like go into each other's room through like a shared door, which will become important later. But they appear to each have their own bathrooms. But now that we know that this girl was kicked out, she probably can't get into her room anymore. You look confused. Rooms are joined, but the bathrooms are not. So, like, remember, like, when we were at Towson University in the towers, the how, like, a room, yeah, a room would be, jo- yeah, 
joined by a bathroom. Joined by a bathroom. That's what I'm this picturing. Would be, this would be n- joined by a door, not a bathroom, and each room would have a bathroom in it. Okay. Basically. So do the all the doors, all the rooms connect? Appear uh, appears to that you have a, a sw- like one other person that your room connects to. So you connect to one person and you both have your own bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So she goes into the bathroom and she's terrified, like constantly looking over her shoulder, looking out the window, and there's like clothes drying in front of the window, like there's a clothesline. So she's like trying to like see out the window at something. Isn't it like a crazy storm? Yeah. It's, it's a crazy storm. Yeah, it's still storming. Okay. And so So the clothes are not drying. They're not drying. <laughs> no, no, no. Someone is gonna have to rewash those clothes okay. for sure. Just making, yeah. Making sure and picking up what you're putting down. Um so oh I forgot to give you a I forgot to give you a dingy ding. Oh, no, you didn't get any right. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I mean, I kind of got the her going. I didn't know you couldn't not get in. Right. Well, I you, meant she like tries. She goes. She goes Kim, you always are I trying know. to like get points out of me. And I'm like, just, I have a secret to tell you. These points don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I really care. It's It's too much. Okay. So she's in the bathroom looking out a window. She grabs a lamp to kind of like shine it out the window because she seems convinced that there's fucking something out there, but mm-hmm. we don't see anything. What does she see? Sweet. She's looking out the window? Yeah. With a lamp? Like kind of trying to shine the lamp out the window to like see better because it's pitch black. Oh, okay. What does she see? Um, She sees um a, a woman. I'm going to give you half points for that. She sees bright yellow eyes ah! staring at her. So she sees them. She jumps back. and But before she can jump back far enough, she screams and a hand smashes <gasps> through the window, grabs her fucking face ah! and is smashing it into no. the glass. Like terrifyingly so to the point where I was like the hand was so strong and just pushing her face into the glass that I was like, I feel like this hand is going to like break her skull or like break her the head through the glass like it was really creepy looking creepy and the roomie hears her, this girl screaming outside yeah. she tries to get in the door's locked so she starts running up and down the hallway banging on doors of everyone else's dormitory yeah. dorm room being like there's a murderer there's a murderer nobody comes out what? Nobody comes out. And so we're like, what the fuck? Like, either everyone is ignoring her or somehow they can't hear her. But she's screaming at the top of her lungs. Weird. Okay. So then we come back to the girl who's being murdered, Crazy Woods Woman. Yeah. And she has now been stabbed multiple times by this faceless entity we don't ever see who it is we just see the arms yeah and she's being dragged out and there's like ropes being tied around her wrist and her neck and all this stuff but we kind of can't really see where she's going where the arms are dragging right then we're back with the roommate who's screaming around the roommate looks up she's now in sort of like the the main foyer of like the whole castle she looks up and there's this beautiful like giant stained glass that's like on the ceiling of the foyer Uh then we cut back to crazy woods woman noose being put around her neck hand on her face smashing her head through 
the stained glass window. And so the roommate looks up and sees her being smashed through the stained glass window. The glass breaks. She falls. Oh, my God. Then we see that all of the glass and beams shatter. Cut back to the girl who is screaming murder. And she's fucking impaled all over the place by glass and beams. Like super fucking gruesome, terrifying murder scene. So um, (gasps) next day, we're back at the castle. We're outside the Red (sighs) Castle. Jeez. Everyone is just milling about. Nobody seems particularly upset or knowledgeable that there was a double murder suicide death Mm -hmm. terror that happened the night before. So we just see the dancers milling about. A blind dude walks up with his seeing eye dog, just kind of walks in and we're like, okay, all right. All the dancers are are there just kind of walking around and Susie walks up. Uh, I guess she's gotten dropped off again. It's daytime mm-hmm. now. However, she tell me if this annoys you. She has no purse. She just walks up with like nothing on her. Now, I understand she probably left her bags like wherever she stayed the night before. But have you ever just like walked somewhere with like just walking with nothing on you? No, not really. If it, it looks strange, like I'm just like prop person, just give her a purse, like just <laughs> give her a bag or something. So she walks up. She's greeted by Miss Tanner who's got a very sort of, like, Nurse Ratchet vibe. Mm-hmm. Before I realized that her name was Miss Tanner, I called her Fräulein something or other. <laughs> she just seemed like she would be, like, a Fräulein. Oh, okay. Um, and so she's like, you were supposed to be here last night! <gasps> and she's like, I was. I was like, bitch. someone told me to go away. And Fuck she goes, you. oh, okay. Sorry. So sorry about that. And then she's like, here, meet Madame Blanc. So this woman, Madame Blanc, walks up to her. I didn't understand where we were at first because she appears to be, like, dressed as if she's at a gala. But I realized later that's just, like, how she dresses. She's okay. just super fucking fancy. And um, there's detectives there who I also didn't realize were detectives at first because everyone is just sort of casually milling about. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to be, like, concerned that there was a murder. And the detectives are, are dressed, like, super nicely. So I okay. just didn't really get what I was supposed to be feeling about anything. So, um, yeah, I wrote, no one seems all that morose. So we meet Madame Blanc and she's like, hi, I'm the vice directress is like the term. Okay. So like, you'll never meet the director. She's, she's abroad. Um, but she's the one who started this school. This is her nephew, Albert. Super creepy little, like, dan- dainty boy. Mm-hmm. He's got like that creepy little bowl cut kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of reminds me of like, like a little Peter Pan little person. No, who am I thinking of? <laughs> In Game of Thrones, where like the the child that breastfeeds until he's like tw- oh, twelve, yeah. he's got kind of like that Ew. look to him, and he like doesn't speak, and he's just like wide eyed deer in creepy headlights Ew. all the time. And she's like, he means a lot to me. And so then she uh, walks over to the detectives and she's like talking to the Madame Blanc walks over to the detectives and she's talking to the detectives and Susie's like, oh, like, by the way, I saw the person that you're talking about. And Madame Blanc is like, oh, oh, you did sort of like, interesting. What did you see? And she's like, well, I told you I, I got here and she like ran out of of the castle and my flight landed at 1040 took me about this long to get here so yeah she just ran out she seemed pretty upset 
And Madame Blanc just turns right back to the detectives and she's like, see, so it was about 11 o'clock that this all happened. And the detectives are just kind of like, okay, cool. Like, everyone's just like, cool, great. And I'm like, this was a gruesome fucking murder. Uh Also, your entire ceiling should have a hole in it. Like, why is nobody upset about this? So uh, then Miss Tanner's like, let me show you upstairs to the locker room. And as she's walking up the stairs, this really, like, Frankenstein-looking servant is walking down with, like, trays. And Uh she's like... This is handyman so-and-so. He's very ugly, isn't he? Ah. And it was... I can't remember his name, so we'll just call him Ugly Handyman. And she's like, and I'm so sorry, but there's no room... There's no rooms for you. So you're going to have to stay with Olga. This is Olga. Um, And she's like, and you'll have to pay her $50 a week, but we'll just deduct that from your tuition. Like, immediately, they're, like, talking about money and things like that in a Uh way that was, like, uh kind of uncomfortable because she's like okay but like we didn't discuss any of this yeah so she goes into the locker room and all of the girls are like kind of immediately trying to like swindle her she's like oh you didn't bring your shoes and she's like well no i have shoes i just like i i wasn't here last night like i don't have my stuff and she's like well you can borrow mine it'll be 50 dollars." what and she's like well i'm gonna give them right back after class and she's like Okay, fine. I guess you don't have to pay me. But if you borrow them again, like everyone's just like very concerned about money. Um, Interesting. And this girl, Sarah, comes up to her and clearly Sarah like isn't into these other girls either. Um, So she gets into this like weird like hissing match with Olga who calls her a snake and is like – I heard that all girls whose names begin with S are snakes. And so it's just Olga – going and Sarah sticking her tongue out at her and that goes on for about 40 minutes of just back and forth hissing and sticking their tongue out for such a long time so then we are back in Olga's apartment and dear god do you need to see the wallpaper in this fucking apartment it gave me an immediate headache And it was floor to ceiling, every wall, the busiest fucking wallpaper I've ever seen. Like, you know how when we take headshots and they're like, you can't have like a really busy top on. Yeah, yeah. Nobody told this director or set decorator this. It literally like hurt my eyeballs. I have a picture to show you. It's insane. So I sort of know what happened in the scene, but I was having seizures. So, So Susie is renting her room from Snake Girl. And wallpaper. Uh, she then gets a knock on the door, and this super hot boy, hot boy. brings Susie's bags oh, up. Thank you. And <laughs> Su- <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and Susie is thirsty as fuck. Like she's oh. literally like, Why don't you come in? And he's like, I have to get back to school. And she's like, Just for a minute. And he's like, No, I really have to get back. And she's like, Oh, come on. You can't spare a minute. I'm like, Bitch, calm yourself. Calm down. Um, So she's super thirsty, but also he seems very scared to be late for dinner. Oh, okay. Um, He keeps talking about like, they get very upset if I'm, if I'm not back in time, but like, didn't just seem like he didn't want to break rules. He seemed like scared. Of it. Um, and he's someone that works with the castle or like he has to go back away somewhere. He's like, another dancer. Oh, okay. so it appears that like they were like, go help her with her back kind of okay. thing. So he does that and then he leaves. And Snake Girl is like, yeah, he's really cute, but he's got no money. So again, we have this whole like 
weird money thing that's happening with everybody and it's subtle like it's fine like you're not like suspicious you're just like why is everyone so concerned with money so then olga starts talking about the dead girl from the night before crazy woods girl not the girl who was impaled by the ceiling and that's important because um you know it appears that they feel that the roommate death was like definitely an accident like the the symptom of an annoying death that happened by the woods girl kind of thing because yeah, they're so talking like about the woods girl killed herself like and it's like you caused problems and now this other girl died because they uh-huh. all she keeps talking about is like like she was always causing trouble she was such a busybody like she got kicked out the day you know the day that she died like nobody seems upset that she's dead yeah. or anything like that and Susie's like, yeah, it was really fucking weird because I saw her like right before all of this happened and she was yelling something into the wind and I couldn't really hear it. The only words that I picked out were secret and iris. And Olga just kind of brushes her off and doesn't really say anything. So now we are back at the school and we're at our first dance rehearsal. Okay. Madame Blanc comes up to Susie. And she says, great news. I have a room for you. It just opened up. Oh, great. (laughs) What does Susie do? And what do you do? I'd say, great. Thank you. That's you? That's what Kim does? Yeah. What does Susie do? Does she say something about money? (laughs) I don't know. She says something about money. (laughs) So she doesn't say anything about money. But she does say, I really don't want it. And Madame Blanc is like, I'm sorry. She's like, well, I'm perfectly happy staying with Olga. Like, I actually really like it over there and all my stuff is already there. And Madame Blanc is like, well, all right, fine then. And just kind of walks away. Uh Miss Tanner walks up to Susie and is like, wow, you're really brave. I admire that. And walks away. And we're like, okay. And Susie's just kind of like, yeah, I just don't really want to stay here. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm already staying with someone from the school. Like, it's not a big deal. I just, I'm already moved in. Olga does not live in the castle? No. Remember, she said, we don't have a room for you. You're going to stay with Olga. I just thought that meant in the castle. No, no, no. It's like off campus. I did not know that until this moment. Okay. It's off campus housing for her. Did not understand that. Okay. So that's why she was like paying Olga $50 because it's like it's Olga's apartment. Right. But we'll deduct it from your tuition. So then she's like – She was like staying in Olga's room and I was like, okay, that's really weird. Yeah. No, it was like a crazy, crazy apartment off campus. So Miss Tanner and Madame Blanc walk away and Sarah's like – or Susie's like, okay, cool. Getting her like shit together, getting her dance clothes on and whatever. She walks out into the hallway presumably to just like – go to the bathroom or whatever and she's walking down the hallway and she sees this creepy creepy lady sitting on a stool polishing knives like (laughs) cooking knives (laughs) right and creepy nephew is just standing behind her with his hand on her shoulder both just like staring at her and the music gets really fucking creepy and really fucking frantic And at one point, they did this really cool thing with the shot. I actually tried to find a picture of it because it was, like, so interesting. We're, like, it's daytime, so there's light coming in, and she's polishing something shiny. And as she's holding it up 
the cook is like kind of holding it up to her face like this and polishing it. But as the light hits it, it almost looks like the knife becomes her tongue and her tongue is super long and made of light. Like it was really fucking creepy and cool because you remember like this is made in the 1970s. So like all this stuff they had to do, they had to like figure out how to do this shit without like CGI or whatever. So Susie is just kind of like watching this, like wondering why these people are staring at her. And all of a sudden she starts to feel super fucking sick, like can't stand trying not to faint holding herself up against the wall and she's like what the fuck is wrong with me so she walks back into the rehearsal studio and they're like miss tanner is like running drills and she's like one and two and three and four apparently count chocula is the dance instructor (laughs) and um susie's like can i just like rest for a minute and of course miss tanner is like fuck no bitch and so susie's like trying to do the the combinations and like it's not that she's like sick. It's almost as if she's like underwater. Like she can't keep up. It like she can't keep up and she seems really fatigued. Like yeah. her legs kind of keep going out uh-huh. from under her. Ugh. And all of a sudden she just falls to the ground, passes out, mouth and nose bleeding. Whoa. And so we're like, what the fuck? Not a good sign. Not a good sign. Yeah. Cuts to the next scene. Susie is in a bed in the castle. Miss Tanner is over her trying to, like, force water from a pitcher, like, down her mouth. (laughs) Um, And there's, like, people standing around and uh, they're like, you need to you need to drink it. Um, God, my German accent is so good. Um, <laughs> Mir water. Mir water, bitte. Mir va- what does that mean? More water, please. Oh, <laughs> because Germany, you went to Germany. Like, just give me water. Just give me water. Yeah, didn't you say they, like, don't so give you water? dehydrated. I just wanted water. Don't they, like, didn't you say they, like, don't give you, like. A lot of, like, other countries will only give you, like, bottled water. Or it would just be, like, the teeniest, tiniest cup of water and like no one will refill water like they just don't like do water the way we do here what do they drink instead like alcohol which i'm down with but like i like like, water water. i just drink a lot of water in general (laughs) no but i feel like that's a normal amount of water like anytime that i go out like i want a glass of water they would just be like here's a little teeny cup of water they like give it to you in like a syringe please please God, so Maybe Germans like don't need water. I just like chug the entire bottle as soon as they gave it to me. I was like, I just need more water. Every everyone else in the world thinks Americans are just like horribly dehydrated. Okay, so pouring water down her mouth, Madame Blanc comes in with a doctor. His name is Doctor Vertigast. I think I read later. Who comes in with a doctor? Madame Blanc. Madame Blanc. She's the vice directress. So, right. like, what we should assume is that there's, like, the directress who's abroad who we're never going to meet, mm-hmm. the vice directress, and then Miss Tanner appears to be, like, one rung below that yeah. and also a dance instructor of sorts. Yeah. Like, kind of head teacher lady. Yes. Yes. And the blind guy that we saw is the piano player. Right. And okay. So – I just didn't hear what you said. I knew who everyone was. Mother <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So Madame Blanc <laughs> so comes in with a doctor. Catch up. And this woman has just passed out 
for no reason in a dance class and was bleeding from the orifices in her face. Ugh, All right. Good, not good. They believe that the remedy is water, a special diet that will be brought to her room every night, and wine. And I was like, I can't. This is disagree. a remedy <laughs> I can get on board with. Someone I cooks mean, me dinner. If that what's that's what makes you healthy. I'm in. I have to drink wine to make my blood stronger. Right. Is what is right. said. That's why I do it. So that's what the doctor said. He's like, she's just fucking out of shape. And she's not yeah, allowed. She is. Yeah, she's fucking out of you shape. You fucking lazy right. bitch. Yeah. So she just needs to eat this food and nothing else and drink lots of wine uh, to give her strong blood. And also, here's a shot in the arm of some mystery drugs. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> totally in. Um, that's why I'm drinking wine right now. <laughs> I'm very, very ill and just trying to be healthier. Okay. So Susie is just laying in bed kind of like, okay, cool. She looks over to her right and she sees that. What does she see has been brought to the room? Uh, can you repeat the question? She is laying in bed. She's laying in bed uh -huh. just in a, in a bed in the castle. Right. And she's kind of like, I mean, whatever. Like, I was pretty sick. I'll do what this doctor says. She looks over and she sees what has been brought into her the room. Yes. Her bags. Finally got a bell. Yeah. Good. She brought so too much pressure. I really wanted the bell. I just I know. Yeah. So God Olga damn. brought all of her bags mm -hmm. to the room. And Madame Blanc's like, wasn't that nice of her? Mm -hmm. And Susie, like, there's not a ton Susie can say at this yeah. point because she is sick. Yeah. Like, so she can't move, but she's definitely like, hmm, interesting. Like, yeah. So she meets her new roommate Sarah a little while later. And Sarah is super weirded out that Dr. Vertigas was called in, mm -hmm. but she doesn't say why. She's just like, really? They called, they called him in, huh? Okay. And Sarah is the tongue sticking out girl from earlier? Or it's a different girl? No, that's, uh, yes. Yeah, that's the tongue sticking out girl. Um, and when you say roommate, you mean they are in the same room or they are adjoined? Adjoined. Doorway adjoined room, rooms, adjoined doorway room, baths, different rooms, separate baths, different rooms, separate baths. Got it. Okay, um, Just making sure. So, uh, Sarah, uh, Susie is talking to her, and she's like, "It's really fucking weird because, like, I felt so goddamn sick today, and now I feel fine, no issues. Hmm. I don't feel mm -hmm. ill at all." And, um, suspect the room, the Sarah, the roomie then realizes what time it is, starts to get really panicked. And she's like, Oh my God, we have to change for dinner. Oh, so she runs back into her. Everyone's very concerned about being late. So she runs back into her room and they're both brushing their hair in their adjoined rooms, but separately. And there's this throughout the film, there are sounds and weird laughing and screams happening, yeah. but nobody seems to be reacting to them. So I am unclear at all times as to whether or not they are part of the soundtrack. Yeah. Or yeah. if there are things that characters I mean, are actually like hearing. House. Yeah. Um, they could be both, neither. I don't know. Um, but we hear some like weird laughing outside okay. the door. Okay. Susie is combing her hair and all of a sudden, she feels something in her hair and there's a fucking 
maggot in her hair. (gasps) She looks at her comb. There's fucking maggots all over her comb. So fucking gross. No. She looks up. I don't like that. She looks up at the ceiling. Uh Uh-huh. Covered in maggots. No. We then cut to Rumi Sarah's room covered in maggots. She looks up. Then we see everyone running and screaming out of their rooms. Everywhere on her floor (sighs) is covered in maggots. Maggots are just dropping from the ceiling. It's very upsetting. Don't like that at all. So Miss Tanner goes up to the attic to investigate. What does she find? Something dead. That's what I thought, too. What she actually finds is a crate of food that is, like, because this is, like, old-timey times, and yeah. they're in the middle of the forest. So right. um, it's, like, a crate of food, food that you have storage. to, like, crowbar open. Right, right, yeah. And it's just covered oh, in fucking God. maggots. I really don't like this visual. It's really – did I ever tell you about that time that we found, like, a maggot-covered – deer behind our house we so you know the woods behind my parents house but it's not like a big fucking woods like you can hear the freeway Uh from you know so it's not like a hunting woods or something like that we're down by the pool one summer and it just like fucking smells and we hear this buzzing and Uh right over the pool fence Uh i look and i see Remember when you would turn a TV on before we had like digital TV and it's like if it wasn't the right channel, it was staticky. Mm-hmm. I looked down at the ground and no joke, what it reminded me of was like the static of a TV, no. but in the shape of a deer carcass. I look closer <laughs> and it's just a fucking deer carcass covered in moving maggots. Oh, God. It was so fucking upsetting. What we found out that it was, there was this fucking <sighs> creepy dude. Who would dress as a ninja? <laughs> this is true. With a crossbow and fucking go out to our non woods behind our pool and shoot deer and then leave them. What? No joke. How did you find out that he's specifically wearing a ninja guy? Because people saw <laughs> him. Cute. People saw him like stalking through their yards because it's Ew, like a fucking neighborhood. So weird. In like a fucking black ninja outfit with a crossbow. <laughs> like what a loser. What a fucking loser. <laughs> I can't deal with that. I mean, it was like so, so fucking upsetting and just like killing our deer and like leaving them there for children to find because it's <laughs> neighborhood oh, i can't that's yeah. too much so oh, it was God. not a deer just... it was a box of food oh, so madame blanc is now down in the foyer which like again bits. the glass ceiling appears to be magically fixed mm-hmm. nobody cares right and she's like so sorry the boxes of food that were shipped to us uh they were spoiled we're very upset about it so sorry like right. everyone's just kind of like moving on perfectly normal explanation Luckily, it was only the top floor that was affected because it was just from the attic. So they're going to, they're going to fumigate the top floor and then everything will be back to business as usual. But until then, the boys have been nice enough to set up the giant rehearsal space into like a makeshift dormitory. Right. For all the people that were up on the top floor to sleep there. Right. So the boys have set up like dividing curtains and sheets and stuff. Uh Now, this is a stylistic choice, but, like, the lighting of this castle is either, no joke, 
bright red, bright green, or bright blue. Okay. Like, so we go into the rehearsal space and it's like lit in like red. Okay. And I'm not saying subtle red, like yeah. a hint of red. It is like red. Red. Clearly a stylistic choice. At first I was like, is this, am I supposed to like be freaked out by this? Am I supposed to, it's just a stylistic choice. Mm. So she's like, we're turning the, turning the dorm into a, turning this rehearsal space into a dorm. And some of the students are like, are the teachers going to stay here? And the teachers are like, yeah, we're staying here tonight. And the roomie is like, the teachers don't sleep here. They leave at 930 sharp every night. And they're like, won't it be fun? We're going to, we're going to sleep here. Mm -hmm. We're going to sleep here. Interesting. And, uh, so everyone goes to sleep and it's now some, some time has passed and we're sort of in like this aerial view of the rehearsal space. Mm -hmm. All of these like beds are set up and everyone appears to be like, tossing and turning and the music is very just kind of like ominous and it feels a little bit louder than it should for a bunch of people to be asleep Mm -hmm. the roomie decides to wake Susie up um Susie never also Susie never got her dinner because of all the hubbub and she's still like sick Mm -hmm. quote unquote Mm -hmm. I'm making quotes listeners really she can't see that and she's like uh Sarah wakes her up and is like Susie do you do you hear that snoring? And it like sounds like someone with sleep apnea. Like mm-hmm. it's very much like <gasps> like creepy snoring. And we cut to right behind the girls' beds is this silhouette. So it's behind a sheet, and we see this body kind of like lay down. It's like the body of a woman kind of lay down. It's all silhouetted, lay down, and immediately lays down and starts like sleep apnea uh-huh. snoring. And Sarah is, like, super fucking freaked out. And she's like, that is the directress. And Susie's like, the directress is abroad. She's like, no, I know that it's the directress because one time when I was here, there was something wrong with my room. And they put me in these guest quarters that they said was next door to the directress's room. And I heard that same fucking snoring. Why are they telling us that the directress is abroad when I know that that's her right there? Yeah. Susie is kind of like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, whatever. Yeah. It's Sarah's kind of like losing her shit. Yeah. And Susie's like, I'm asleep. I'm tired. Yeah. But the next day, Susie goes up to Miss Tanner and she's like, oh, was the directors here? And Miss Tanner's like, nope. So that's when Susie's like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Why are you like denying that she's here? Mm-hmm. So she's kind of starting to be like, who's crazy? Is it Sarah mm-hmm. or is somebody hiding something? Right. Um, because she's like, why not just say that the director yeah, came back? Like, yeah. who cares? Why are you so weird? So then we cut to outside and we see the creepy cook and the creepy nephew walking up to the pianists seeing eye dog. Mm-hmm. I start freaking out. <laughs> They're walking up to that dog, staring at it with very creepy ominous facial expressions (laughs) the dog is just minding its own business looking fucking adorable right just sitting there quietly luckily before they fully approach the dog we're back inside the castle and we just hear what's happening outside Uh we just hear the dog growl and albert go (gasps) like that and so i'm like good kill the kid the dog seems fine which one is albert the little baby nephew the the little creepy nephew All of a sudden, Miss Tanner 
busts into the rehearsal space where everyone is dancing and Daniel is playing piano. And she's like, Daniel, you're fired. <gasps> and we're all like, what? What, what the fuck? She's like, your dog fucking bit Albert. And Daniel's like, my dog wouldn't do that. My dog is a seeing eye dog. Yeah. Like, they don't attack children. Like, they're not – they're trained to not do that unless Albert was fucking with him. But Miss Tanner's like, no, you're fucking fired. Whoa. So, like, Daniel's, like, kicked out of the castle immediately. This is where we get the first glimpse of the fact that the entire castle is wallpapered in velvet. Oh. That is not a plot point. It is just something that is very worthy of sharing. And I have several pictures of it as well. <laughs> and I've decided to wallpaper my entire apartment in velvet. I like it. It is bright red velvet or bright blue velvet. Okay. Nobody seems – this seems like – I don't know if pe – did people do that in the 70s? Was like velvet wallpaper a thing? I'm sure. Didn't they do everything in the 70s? Yeah, they did everything in the 70s. 100 <laughs> percent of the things were done in the 70s. Okay. So now we're nighttime again. Daniel's been fired. Everyone is getting ready for bed. Susie is brought her food by ugly guy again. And she's like, how much longer do I need to, like, keep fucking eating this? Like, I mm -hmm. would love to just, like, eat some normal goddamn food. The wine she doesn't seem to have a problem mm -hmm. with. <laughs> just the food. Um, but she's like, I'm fucking sick of it. Ugly handyman guy, like, doesn't – he's like, it's not my problem. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't talk. Which they actually say in the beginning. They're like, you can say whatever you want to him because he doesn't talk. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. She eats her food. Susie then wakes up to Sarah, her roomie, on her bed, sitting on her bed. Whoa. Freaking the motherfuck out. Mm -hmm. And she's like, do you, do you hear them leaving? Do you hear them? They're going somewhere. It's 930. They always leave at 930 on the dot. And she's like, the woods, the woods girl, her name, the woods girl, the crazy woods girl, uh -huh. she was, her name is Pat, I think. She was really freaked out something about the teachers. She's like, do you hear them leaving? Now, Susie can't fully wake up, even though Sarah's on her bed, like losing her shit. Uh -huh. Susie, like, can't wake up all the way. And she's just like, what are, what are you talking about? What is, what's happening? She's like, the teachers, do you hear them leaving? Susie and her kind of like grogginess, she's like, they're not. They're not leaving. The door to to the outside is to the left. Their footsteps are going to the right. And just kind of like falls back to sleep. Weird. But Su uh, Sarah is like, oh my God, you're totally fucking right. The footsteps are not – they're not leaving at 930. The yeah. footsteps are not going to the outside. They're definitely going the opposite direction. So – Sarah starts like kind of freaking out about this and she's like, I wonder if I can figure out where they're going if I'm, if I count the steps, which I'm like, I don't know that it seems like a faulty premise, yeah, but whatever. Right. I'm like, maybe it's like a really drafty castle and you can literally hear every footstep in every, in the whole castle. But she's like kind of talking to herself at this point because Susie is out. So the camera starts panning down this creepy hallway covered in velvet walls. Um, and we have like that ominous music and the laughing and all that kind of stuff. We then cut to a German beer hall, which I will 100% be finding the choreography for this because it's just a bunch of German men in traditional lederhosen dancing on tables to this choreographed dance where they like alternate between hugging and slapping each other in the face. <laughs> I and love it, was it. Fucking amazing. So you and I are going to learn it. I'm And then we'll post a video. Great. On it. 
It's going to be great. Um, so we're watching a German beer hall. Um, the blind pianist is there. Very depressed, very sad that he just lost his job. Okay. He then decides to start walking home with his seeing eye dog. The dog just seems like a little nervous. He's panting a lot. And we kind of like hear this laughter and these creepy sounds. They come to the middle of this giant courtyard. And it's one of those like beautiful giant European courtyards where like the floors, the ground is all cobblestones, but there's like four giant Gothic buildings around them. But okay. it's like a hugely open right, courtyard. Right, right. I know what you mean. Yeah. Kind of like the, they only have them in Europe. Mm. And like all of the statues along the buildings are like very gothic. And the dog is just like losing his mind and won't walk any further. Mm. And he comes to the to the center of the courtyard and the, the camera just kind of keeps panning up to the tops of these buildings. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing these gargoyles and hearing this laughing. Mm. And the, um, the pianist and the dog are just standing there. So we get the sense that they both like kind of feel some sort of entity, mm-hmm. but we don't see anything. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What does Daniel do? Um, and I have to walk through the courtyard to get where I'm going. You're st- you're standing in the middle of the courtyard at this point, so mm. any direction that you go oh, is okay. through the courtyard. Okay, because you've made it to the center of the courtyard where okay. your dog is now freaking out. Right. Okay, and my dog won't move. I don't know. I mean, you're blind. Right. So it's like you're kind of at the mercy of what you can get the dog to do. Right, 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 right. But I, I won't say that the I I won't say that the dog won't move, but the dog is currently not moving. Okay. So um, what does Kim do? <laughs> I'm blind. This really throws a wrench in things. I know. Being blind is very inconvenient. Um I mean um, so I feel scared. Um, you should feel scared. I don't like that my dog is not doing things for me. Um, but I think that I, 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 I am like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop laughing at me. Uh, I know you're very scared. I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> I, I mean, Kim I has her want... eyes closed right now because the person she's trying to figure out what they are doing is blind. It's really cute. She had to close her eyes. Uh, I mean, can I just like keep walking? Can in you? In the direction. Can you? I, I think that I want to try. You're going to keep walking. To keep walking to get out of the car. I just want to go home. You just want to go home. I just okay. want to go home. What does Daniel do? Daniel. Daniel. Um. So what, are we hearing things? Like, are we? It's unclear. It's kind of like what I was saying in the movie where, like, I can't tell if, if, right, if right, I right. am hearing things, the audience, or if the people in the movie are hearing things. And I don't know that that is clear to them either. Right. Daniel is like, come on, Charlie. It's been a bad day already. <laughs> the dog's name is Charlie? We got to get home. <laughs> okay. Know? All right. So he's trying to politely coax the dog yes. to go. Okay. <laughs> That is not what he does. Oh, no. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel is frozen in panic. Oh. And can't move, doesn't run. The dog is pan... I'm sorry, am, am I bothering you? I was going to tape you. you okay, it looked like Kim was, like, checking a text while I'm telling a story. No, I was trying to... Posing for a picture. No, Hello. I'm going to video you. Okay. Do live your life. Live your life. So, Daniel is at the mercy of his dog doesn't feel like he can go anywhere all of a sudden cameras down on the dog 
The dog looks up at Daniel and fucking bites his <gasps> neck. No. Fucking bites his fucking neck and like won't let go. Daniel falls to the ground, blood spurting everywhere. And the fucking dog just nonchalantly starts eating his flesh. Like it's a goddamn fucking. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Just like somebody just gave the dog a nice little bowl of fucking kibble and is just eating Daniel. No <sighs> qualms about it. And we're I like, what the fuck? don't like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm much happier with like Daniel dying than the dog dying, but I'm still upset that like clearly the dog was possessed by something. Right. Right. So the dog ends up running away because some cops like see – it happening and start like running across the courtyard to be like a human is being eaten and and charlie i guess we're saying the dog's name is now (laughs) uh runs away okay so that happened daniel's dead where are we now so we're back at the castle everyone is talking about daniel again totally unfazed and they blame the wolfhound breed which i'm like this is so like I guess this has just always been a thing where we just blame breeds. breeds. Like right now we blame pit bulls. Back in the in the two thousands, it was the it was the the Doberman Pinschers, and then before that, it was the Rottweilers, and then it was the German Shepherds. And apparently, in the seventies, it was the fucking Wolfhound. Okay, um, I'm very upset about it. So, but everyone like is just kind of like. Talking about it in a gossipy sort of way, not in a – the dude that's been playing our piano for years was just fucking eaten by his own dog. Dog. Like, nobody seems freaked out about it. Yeah. So, Susie finally approaches Madame Blanc and she's like, listen, let me talk to you. Shit's weird. I'm not from here and I just want to know what the motherfuck – Wow, is going on good for her and she she's like brave. yeah and she's like crazy woods girl was saying some shit when i came in here i don't know what she was saying she said something about secrets and iris do you know what she meant madame blanc's like no gosh i have no idea what she meant let's call the cops calls the cops hello cops and then cuts <laughs> out so is we're that like, what she said? Hello, cops. Hello, hello, cops. Uh, it was more like hello, cops. I don't know why she's French. You, she changed. Yeah, she was no longer Fräulein. Well, Fräulein was Miss Tanner, right? right Madame right. Blanc. I she's also fancier. don't think is French, she's but somehow like fancy. Don't you feel like fancy she's people fancier. are French? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I felt like it was fake. It felt like fake concern. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know that for sure. It just felt very like nobody seems more upset that they have now been a party to three separate deaths in a very short amount of time. Right. So we then cut to Susie and uh, her roomie, Sarah, and they are wading into the most beautiful fucking pool I've ever fucking seen in my life. The pool plays zero part in the plot. I am convinced that the director just found this beautiful gothic pool and was like, that's going to be in my movie uh-huh. and like found a scene to put it into. It's like an indoor pool in this like what looks like this ancient Greek building. Like it looks like it's where like emperors must have like had 
cool orgies in it. Um, I'll find you a picture of that, too. It was so fucking gorgeous. And I got the impression that maybe they're talking in the pool because they can be less heard. Like, it's very – nobody else is in it. Mm -hmm. And they kind of go out to the middle of the pool to talk. Yeah. So, Sarah says to Susie – Sarah's the roomie – says, listen, I was the last person that Crazy Woods Girl talked to. She was super suspicious, weirded out, and freaked out by the teachers and the school. Um, she never really got around to like telling me what it was that specifically freaked her out, but she was terrified. And we used to write notes to each other about it. Mm-hmm. I have the notes. I'll let you read the notes. And Susie's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I'm a little weirded out as well. Love to read the notes. Yeah. Cool. And then Sarah's like, by the way, I was the voice on the intercom that told you to go away. And Susie's oh. like, oh, shit. So oh, Susie's not ready to leave, but she's definitely more detective-y feeling and wanting to get to the bottom of some shit. Okay. So now we're at nighttime again after Susie has eaten her special dinner that was brought up to her by Ugly Handyman. Sarah is now again frantically trying to wake Susie up and can't wake her up. Mm -hmm. And she's like, the notes are gone. The notes I just told you about are gone. And Susie is like, won't even wake up as much as she did the time before. Mm -hmm. Like looks completely drugged out. Mm -hmm. Roomy Sarah starts freaking out, feels very – you can tell she feels very alone and Susie is of no help to her. Mm -hmm. So, Rumi starts listening at the door to the hallway of their room, Mm -hmm. and she hears footsteps and laughter. She then (sighs) turns back to the door that goes to her own room Mm -hmm. and sees the light in her room turn on, and someone is coming in to Susie's room. So, you're Sarah... What do you do and what does she do? I will give you a clue. After you tell me what you would do. I'll give you a clue after you tell me what you would do. <laughs> um, so we have two do- – so just to understand that the layout – it's like the, the middle of the night? It's the middle of the fucking night. We have two doors to every room. Right. We have the door to the hallway and we have the door back to your own room. Right, yeah. Okay. What does Kim do? You answer you first. I – and I heard footsteps in the la- I heard footsteps outside. You had fr- heard footsteps and laughter in the hallway. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say that we both hide in the bathroom. Hmm. I'm going to give you <laughs> 1 point for Kim. Only because I think that is the only logical choice that you can make uh-huh. at this juncture. Okay. I don't necessarily know that it will keep you alive, but I think that you went through the necessary steps of logic to draw the conclusion you did. Okay. What was your clue going to be for her? So Sarah does something that inspired our entire podcast. Ah, she runs out the front door. And where? She runs out the door. We've been to this place before that she runs to. And she goes to 
the um Why the am I helping attic. you so much? I know. Yeah. She goes up to the attic. I would have never guessed she that. She runs up it. to the fucking attic. Yeah, that's 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 why. Uh, yeah, like I'm just like you just put the scariest place you could think of. Literally the scariest place you could think of, and you're in a giant castle. I promise you, there are other places yeah. to try yeah. and fucking. Yeah. I'm not even telling you that the other places you try to hide are going to keep you alive, but I can guarantee you that running up to the attic is the wrong choice for sure. Of always, yeah. So she runs up into the attic to hide. There are multiple rooms in the attic as well. Just so you know, so that when I start explaining like where she okay. is, okay. it's not like the attic at like our house or something it's like where a it's big like open space, just a big open space. Yeah. There's multiple rooms, so she's hiding. The- Ooh, what was that? <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! Seriously, what was that? I don't know. Oh god! Just a very loud like or movement of the apartment. God. <laughs> If we die mid podcast, <laughs> no. please call the police in two weeks when this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so she's hiding. Someone grabs her from behind and smashes her into glass. No. So we saw this no. again. Again? Right? Yeah. She manages to get away. She runs into another room of the attic and locks the door. Now, the door is one of those old-timey doors where it's, like, made of, you know, giant pieces of wood, and the lock sort of slides down into two little latches. Okay. So, theoretically, if you could get something through the two slits of the door and lift it, you right. could maybe lift the lock, okay. depending on how heavy it is or whatever. So, she does that. She locks the door. And she sees what – I'm sure it's not a butter knife, but I wrote butter knife she, that's trying to yeah. sort of like flip the lock yeah. up. Yeah. But it's 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 not very successful. Okay. And she is kind of like backing away from the door and looking around this new room and she sees this teeny tiny window up at the top. Mm-hmm. It's the only other exit out right. of the room. So she stacks some shit up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It looks like – you know, suitcases or some shit, stacks them up, mm-hmm. climbs through the window, falls into a room of, and I actually wrote, you'll never get this, so just guess. Stream of consciousness, you don't get to think about it, falls into a I room was of say what? maggots, but. Oh, that's very good. I wanna, I wanna give you a point for that oh, because that was very creative. <laughs> on, on, like, on theme with the rest of the movie, stream of Room of Maggots, that was great, but zero points. <laughs> um, but incorrect. She <laughs> falls into a room of what I, f- <laughs> what I first thought was a room of slinkies. <laughs> a room of slinkies. Okay. It's not a room of slinkies. What well, it's actually, it? it's a room of, like, death slinkies. It's a room of barbed wire. Oh God! She is tangled. She falls because it's like a seat, you know, a window up towards the ceiling. So when she falls down, yeah, she's it's just, just in. It, she's just in it, and it's all like you know, it's all like twirly, slinky barbed yeah, wire, yeah. but barbed. Ah. And so she's fucking stuck. Ouchies, in it. yeah, super ouchies. And there is like a a little door kind of on the other side of this room. And Uh she's like trying to get to it. But she's like fucking tangled in the fucking barbed wire. And like not only is it barbed, but it's like she can't – it's like like she's getting stuck in it Mm -hmm. and shit. And so we're like, oh, fuck. Like Rumi Sarah is dead. Uh, She can't get out. Turns out 
not the barbed slinkies that kill her. A hand comes out and slits her goddamn throat. Oh. So they're like, I guess these slinkies were taking too long. I'm just going to slit her throat. Again, we don't see. A hand comes out, like, of the barbed wire? Like, from where? It's unclear. Okay. It's unclear. Um, Slits her throat with a knife? With a knife. Okay. And it is always unclear. So, like, we don't see. Is it just so close up that we're like, it's just a hand from the dark? Yes. So close up. Okay. But we can tell, I will tell you this, the arm that we see that smashed through the glass in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. same arm as Mm -hmm. the one that slits her throat, same arm that smashed her face into the glass. Okay. We just can't tell if it's a man or woman. Can can barely tell if it's like very nondescript. Very pale in my mind. It is very pale. Yes, very and very hairy. Oh, but not man hairy. Yeah, un 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 unnaturally hairy in a way that makes hair so Uh, interesting. Well, this is this is this is hair that makes you feel very uneasy. Okay, so we're like, well, fuck, Rumi Sarah is dead. We wake up the next day. We wake up. (sighs) Everyone wakes up the next day. Right. Well, hopefully. Jeez. Who knows? Sarah does not wake up the next day. Susie wakes up the next day. And she says to Miss Tanner, hey, where's my fucking roommate? Yeah. And Miss Tanner is like, she left. What a cunt. Goodbye. (gasps) Again, nobody cares. They're like, she sucks. She just left in the middle of the night. Scandalous. Now, this is where Susie is like, no, she fucking didn't. Yeah, you bitch. Like, she she doesn't. fully remember the Sarah coming into her room Mm -hmm. but she does remember the conversation in the pool Mm -hmm. she does remember about the notes she -hmm. also knows that like Sarah didn't have any intention of leaving there was no reason that she would have just peaced out in the middle of the night and she sort of has some kind of recollection of maybe talking to her in the middle of the night but not a full one weird dream remembering exactly Susie doesn't buy it she calls Frank now, this was some faulty storytelling because – which is fine. We got there. But it's like I'm looking forward to – this is where I'm looking forward to the 2018 mm-hmm. movie to sort of like fill in a couple um, blank spots that I feel like this movie left. Okay. So, f- she says later – or I'm sorry. Sarah says earlier that the only other person she told about these notes that she and Crazy Woods Girl were writing to each other, each other was someone named Frank. But it was very much kind of a throwaway, so I I missed it. But we now see that Susie is at a building of psychology, kind of just like a generalized – we see the word psychology on it. We're meant to, we're meant to understand that the, there's a bunch of psychologists walking around. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to this gentleman named Frank outside of the building. And Frank says, yeah, I know Sarah. I was her psychologist. Mm -hmm. She had a nervous breakdown. To which I'm like, confidentiality. You take a (laughs) Hippocratic oath. He's just like blowing up her spot, whatever. She's like – Yeah, especially because in their minds, she's quote unquote alive. Alive, right. And I'm like, you can't just fucking tell – like – yeah. No. God forbid someone ever needs to talk to my therapist <laughs> about some weird shit going on and they just like spill all my beans. Yeah. I have lots of beans. So Frank is like your roomie found out, Sarah the roomie found out from Crazy Woods Girl that your school was actually founded by whom? And if you don't know specifically whom, you can say, what type of whom? <laughs> I'll give you a clue. 
type. I of was who? very excited to hear that it was founded I'm by this say type of person. Witches. Yes! Yay! Ding 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 ding. Yay! It was founded by a witch. So it was originally a school of dance and the occult. Oh. Okay. Uh, which I'm like, why not combine the two? Yeah, fun. A witch who was known as the Black Queen. Mm-hmm. Her name was Helena Marcos. Mm. She was a fucking witch. Yeah, she was. Also passionate about dance. Good for her. Um, Live your life. Yeah. Born in the 17 or 1800s. Unclear because she's a witch. Right. Who knows how many virgin baths of their blood she took. We don't know. So I just said 17 or 1800s. But we do fucking know that this bitch died in a fire in 1905. Okay. And after Madame Helena died, the school became a school of just dance. Right. We're going to drop the occult. Right. Okay. We're just going to dance. dance. Nothing to see here. We're just yeah. a school Going of legit. dance. Mm-hmm. Going legit. You are right. So Frank is then like, but you know who you should talk to is this guy, Professor Milius, because Professor Milius wrote the book on this. And by wrote the book on this, I mean, he literally wrote, wrote a, a book, book on this. Yeah. And so when you were saying this was a plot or this was a story problem, like you were like, how did she get? To talking to this guy, How basically. How did she get to talking to this guy? Yeah. And it was it's also just, like just out of nowhere, pretty yeah. much. And it was like very uh, exposition-y. Okay, got it. So got it, got it. I was along for the ride. It was fine. Totally. It's not like I had a fix for how they could have done it better. I just yeah. know that it was very exposition You were just like, wow, she knew right where to go it, immediately. Exactly. <laughs> it. And it's like, and this guy is just giving her all the information. Right. And got the it. guy that wrote the book on the occult happens to be standing right here drinking a coffee. Great. So that's why I'm kind of excited about 2018 to like – we're going to do all this stuff. We're going to mm-hmm. do all this witches stuff in a castle, but we're going to ha- probably it's going to be longer and we're going to have some more special effects and it's going to be we're, our storytelling is going to be a little bit more evolved and things like that. I'm very excited about the whole thing. Right. Anyway, so we talked to Professor Milius and he says, yes, I did, in fact, write the book on this. And he is very biased towards witches. And I was very upset about it. He says, all witches are bad. They all have powers, and they're all obsessed with wealth. Oh. Interesting. And so then he's like, witches are part of a coven. So they're bad, they have powers, and they're obsessed with wealth? Yep. Okay. Yep. Which is not what – those are not the witches I know. Um, but they're apparently the witches he knows. Yeah. Um, seventies witches. Yeah. The seventies witches, I guess. So he's like, I feel like in the movie, the witches, they were pretty obsessed with wealth, weren't they? Were they? I haven't seen that in so long. I haven't either. I remember it scaring the fuck out of me. Are you talking about the witches of Eastwick where? No, 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 no. Oh. Witches. The one where the kid gets turned into like a little, little mouse. (gasps) I don't think I've seen that. Because do you know why? I think it's oh my God, because do it at the time. Podcast. Oh my god, do it! That's great. Don't even tell me anything else. Forget yeah, it. Right. And you're not talking about the witches of Eastwick, where somebody throws it's up cherry not pits. The witches forever. of Eastwick. Okay, that's its own thing. Which okay. I haven't seen that. Should we have a witch <gasps> witch off? Yes, let's have a witch off. Ooh. Oh my god, let's do it. So I'll do the witches of Eastwick, <laughs> yeah. and you do the witches. Yeah, great. I think it's called that. Stay tuned. What if we're talking about the same witches. fucking movie? <laughs> I one hundred percent know that mine are not the Eastwick ones. Okay, um, but I can't remember if it's just called the witches or what it's called. I'd have to 
look up what mine is specifically called. Okay. Um, well, we'll, or we'll just figure witches it out. or something, but um, it's not Eastwick. Okay. So this Professor Milius happens to give her the useful information that if you get rid of the head of the coven, they all die. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So she comes back to the school. Ugly guy brings her her food. And she's like, where the fuck is everyone? And basically, she's told – I don't think she's told by the ugly guy because I don't think he can talk. So she's told by somebody else. There's a performance. They're all at the performance. And she's okay. like, no one fucking told me? Like, yeah. the place is empty? What the fuck? She's kind of pissed about it. What's the first thing that she does? What's the first thing that she does? And what's the first thing that you do when when the servant guy leaves? I throw away that food. Or, like, throw it down the toilet or something. I do not eat that food. What does she do? She – so he just told her she's a performance and he just brought her her food. She she does the same. She does the same. Bitch, you getting a double ding. Ding, 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 yay. She throws that fucking food away. Yes. And the wine, which I'm like, what she's a waste. Smart. What a waste smart. of wine. So she's in the bathroom throwing shit away and she looks at her curio cabinet Come and again? her curio cabinet. It's like her caboodle. Yeah. Her caboodle, <laughs> her 1970s caboodle. No, like a curio cabinet is, um, it's like an antique type of thing. You don't see a ton of them anymore. I had a bunch at like my grandma's house where it's like, it's like a little cabinet that hangs on the wall. Like it's small, like kind of the size of a bathroom mirror, but it's usually made of wood and you can like kind of put things into it. Okay. Um, like decorative things? You could put decorative things, but you could also like in a bathroom put like your toiletries in it. Right. Okay. Okay. She looks into her curio cabinet and there's a bat! Huh. And it flies out and it's like fucking flying in her hair. Ah! And- no! no. So she covers it with a blanket, Kim style. Yeah. <laughs> like all of my problems. All of your problems. <laughs> Under a blanket. All of your bro- problems are bats. Um, this is a side note, but when I met Rob Wallace today, I talked about being Irish Catholic. Yeah. And how that means you just don't talk about stuff. You just shove it down. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I kind of know what you mean. Um, and then he's like, I guess like Rob Mullaney has like a, a bit about it where it's just like. About putting a blanket over things. That just Irish people never talk about anything. They just shove it down. And they're basically the plans to just shove things down and then you die. <laughs> That's just their plan for life. Well, (laughs) looks like Susie is Irish. Um, So she covers it with a blanket and then she smashes it with a stool. Yeah, well. Just keep keep the blanket on it and run away. Yeah. You don't need to smash it. Do you know what I mean? I was pretty upset. Anyway. So she's she smashes the the bat. Yeah, maybe let it free. Let it be outside. Let it free. Open the window. You now you've captured it like in the blanket. Yeah. Let it outside. Try to get it out of the window. But after she smashes the bat, she finds one of Crazy Woods Girl's notes in the curio cabinet. Oh. It was the last note from Pat. Now, we don't know what the note says, but for whatever reason, it sparks her drug memory. Her drug when she Right. So she reads it. She reads it and it kind of like sparks her memory. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. And she says to herself, Count the steps. So she goes to investigate at 9.30 because we remember 9.30 is when the teachers leave. Right. So she goes out of her door. And remember, 
as far as we were told, nobody else is in the castle. They all went to a performance that they never told her about. Okay. So she sees the, a creepy door at the end of a creepy hallway. She goes through the door and she sees the cook, the creepy cook that's always hanging out with the nephew. Right. And she ducks past real fast into a room and uh, that's at the end of the hallway, like kind of ducks in to hide. Yeah. And she looks down and she sees, oh my gosh, based on me counting the steps, this is the room that they must go into because the footsteps end here. And I know now I see why the footsteps end here because this is the only carpeted room um. in the whole castle. Again, let's just suspend our disbelief. Right, right, I don't right. really know. I was like, how did she know the amount of steps though? Because she was asleep for that part. Apparently, but- they're all sort of psychic, intuitive bats that can sonar sense where steps are going in a giant castle let's just go there okay Okay. so she's like what in the motherfuck she's looking around the room she's like i there's no one in here i definitely heard people walking this way um because it's 9 30 i heard them walking this way nobody's here but there's no other door out of this room so like what the fuck then she sees a door with something painted on it. What's painted on the door that sparks a memory? Um, okay, wait. So she's in the room and now she sees a door in the room? She sees something painted on the wall. Okay. And it sparks a memory. A dream memory? Uh-huh. Um, okay. So what a dream-ish the dream? memory. Spark something um, in her. So it was when she walked in and the light came out. There's something that she's been curious about that nobody has been able to tell her what it meant. She heard it. It was the first thing she heard when she came to the school. Um, so it's going to be an iris. Yes, ma'am. It's an iris. There is a blue iris painted on the wall, and all of a sudden... So an iris is a flower? It's a flower. Yeah. I was thinking an iris of the eye. Oh, <laughs> I can understand why you... Yeah, but it, an iris... And that... Yeah, f- yeah. Yeah, like you could have thought that. But she remembers all of a sudden, now we have a flashback to Crazy Woods Girl, and we kind of can see that she's saying... We sort of faintly hear that she's saying, turn the blue iris. So she sees that there's iris is painted on the wall, a red, a yellow, and a blue one. And she sees that the blue one is kind of raised a little bit. Oh, my gosh. So she fucking turns Turns it. it. And it's a door (gasps) into another creepy hallway. So many hallways. At the end of the hallway, there's a room. Who's in there? The... Uh, who's in there? The head, head, head lady. No. Okay. It is all of the teachers, the students, Miss Tanner, Albert, oh, ugly handyman. <laughs> oh my god! And Madame Blanc sitting in this fucking throne type thing, drinking po- a potion that Miss Tanner is giving to her, and Madame Blanc is ranting and raving, saying, "Make that." bitch of an American girl disappear. She must die. (gasps) Madame Blanc drinks the potion and is chanting, sickness, sickness. (gasps) Susie starts feeling super fucking sick in this hallway. Oh my gosh. She turns around. She's trying to like get down the hallway, but she's super fucking sick. And she stumbles over 
Rumi Sarah's dead body. No. But it's like displayed. Like it's like it it's not like she like was killed there and left there. It's like displayed in almost like kind of a ceremonial right. type way. Right. Then all of a sudden, ugly servant dude sees her. So she oh, no. ducks really quickly into a room, closes the door, and hears what? Sleep apnea, bitch. (laughs) So she turns around and she sees that there is someone lying on a bed face up, but there's like a a curtain, a bed curtain there. So Uh again, she only sees the silhouette of this woman and that's where the snoring is coming from. She steps back, totally freaked out and (gasps) knocks over a vase. Okay. Smashes. She wakes up the sleep apnea monster. The sleep apnea monster sits up. Again, we're still behind a curtain, so we're just seeing a shadow. And the silhouette starts yelling, I've been waiting for you. You wanted to kill me. You wanted to kill me. Oh, God. <coughs> I just hurt my voice. Oh, man. Susie grabs like a letter opener or some pointy thing we can't really see, pulls back the curtain. No one's there. No. <laughs> but then she hears the voice behind her. <laughs> Who? What is it? The head, head, head mistress, whatever the fuck her name is. No. God damn it. It's fucking Sarah's reanimated body coming at her uh, with a knife. With, with a the knife? Dire- yeah, with the directress's voice coming out of her own oh my God. body. And she's like coming towards her like maniacally laughing with that creepy like crazy smile where it's like. Ah! Oh and it's like so fucking scary. Oh so Susie is holding the letter opener or knife or whatever the fuck she has. <laughs> uh-huh. And she looks at Sarah, who's kind of like coming towards her, sort of like, sort of, kind of like how Feruza Bulk is coming towards yeah, 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 the guy on yeah, the bed. Yeah. Coming towards Skeet, Ul- Skeet Ulrich, right? Yeah. On the bed? I love Coming towards Skeet Ulrich on the bed Skeet. where like she's kind of like up on her toes and like floating towards right. him. She looks at Sarah back at the bed, looks at Sarah back at the bed, and she sees kind of like a flicker on the bed. What does Susie do? She's holding a knife. Sarah's coming towards her. Okay. What does she do? So wait. She's holding something. Sarah's coming towards her with also a knife? Yeah. And she looks on the bed. Does she Does she not try to stab Sarah? Uh, she tries to stab what do you Sarah? do? <laughs> um, uh, I feel like you're leading me towards something on the bed. But like, what? I, um, okay. She's coming at me. Am I – is the door behind me? No, you're between Sarah and the bed and the flicker on the bed. Okay. What's the – I don't understand by flicker. Um, okay. She – I – she – I'm coming towards wait. you. I'm coming towards you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with – I try to stab Sarah. She goes to the bed and – there's a flicker of something. What is it? What is it though? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so how am I supposed to do anything with it? She jumps on the, she goes to the bed, jumps on the bed. <laughs> you both die, you idiot. Oh no. Like, I don't understand. I feel she like you sees a flicker and she takes, she, okay. So she stabs the bed. Okay. 
because oh, she why? really because she well let's think about this oh, so we see that there is something behind that curtain but she when she moves the curtain the bed. there's that nothing like there. crossed my mind yeah. to say but not for the right reason right. but then the voice that she had just been hearing coming from the bed is now coming from sarah's reanimated body right. so Got she it. takes a chance and she stabs the fucking bed and all of a sudden she realizes she's stabbing right the- oldest fucking woman that you've ever fucking seen right i also have a picture of her she's stabbing helena marcos ah. the directress shows she's stab 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 creepy crusty helena sarah's body dies again helena's body is now cor- corporeal and dead stabs her through the neck and then we cut to the room where all of the the vice directress and Miss Tanner and all of them were. And they're all just like holding their heads, like <gasps> screaming and dying. And uh, the handyman is like blood just coming out of his oh whole God. fucking head. And she kills the direct uh, – Sarah uh, – Susie kills the directress, runs out of the castle, looks back up at the castle. The whole fucking thing is on fire. Oh, my God. She turns around, smiles end of the movie whoa yeah the end that sounds good it was really good now i will say this by the way it has gotten so dark i I was like i don't know how you're reading your notes well because i have (laughs) hawkeyes please don't forget that i have hawkeyes Um, also any of the light that there is is behind you yeah um i also need to count up these points but so it was really (laughs) it was really good what i would say is like i'm very excited for the 2018 remake just because there's some shit about it just being made in the 70s where it's like the blood looked like you know strawberry syrup (laughs) and you know they didn't have access to certain special effects yeah. And like I told you what I said about like just some of the storytelling things. Like I feel like I feel like I wanted this movie to be longer because there was just stuff that I wanted to see more of. Like yeah. I wanted yeah. to see um more weird shit happening. So I feel like that's what this movie is gonna do. Like I love that the preview for like the 2018 one, there's like a lot of scenes of them dancing. Yeah. And like a lot of like creepy visuals and things like this. So I just feel like this was like a great concept. I can totally see why this is like, you know, a kind of a cult classic yeah, sort of thing. I want to watch it. But it also is just ripe for remakes. Good. Yeah. All right. So let me count up your points. You could get a total of 21 points. 21 points. So we have. It wasn't my best. <laughs> one, two, uh, maybe three. I'm not in the happy beer pong mid no, mid you're not mid, area yeah. <laughs> four maybe i'm, maybe I'm better five, at this game six seven more wine eight you didn't do terribly uh oh no wait you you did you did terribly <laughs> i know i did um it wasn't good Eight and a half. I accept. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Wow, you're in like Ketron territory with this yeah, it's one. Not great. Nine and a half points. That's okay. It's still better than the eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> yeah, for the open that's house. Goal. So it's fine. As long We've as you're better high. than the Rotten Tomatoes store of the open house, you're good. 
<laughs> so yeah, so the 2018 remake, I think you and I should go see together. Yeah, let's go. Um, we also, okay, I'm going to reach out to our listeners for this. Okay. Because we have a couple surprises that we will be bringing to you in later episodes um, that involve some guest appearances, which mm-hmm. will be super fun um, in a little while. But there's one thing that Kim and I would like to be able to do, and we would love your input about what sort of structure this could take. And that would be that there are some really great movies coming out. Kim and I genuinely love watching movies together sometimes. And so every so often, we would love to be able to go see a movie together and tell you guys about it. on the podcast. And do it on the podcast. But if both of us have watched it, we can't play our game. Right. So we would just love your input if you guys have an idea about how to do it maybe it's a bonus episode and we just talk about it but like yeah but we're not really just like a huge either a a huge spoiler of like a brand new movie yeah and we're also we're not in the business of like reviewing movies we're really into like living in them playing the game and talking to each other so we're trying to figure that out i do give suspiria five maggots Oh god. Oh god. Yucko. Oh god. Um so yeah, if anyone has any input about how we might be able to go see a movie together and tell you guys about it, that would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Cool. Um that's all I have. Uh that was fun. Thank you. I really liked that. Um, I'm very excited to see the new one. I know, me too. Um, so don't forget to do some things for us. And that is follow us on all the things at KK Sam Podcast. Uh-huh. Um, that's on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And then also please tell every single person you've ever met about our podcast. <laughs> and also tell every single person you've ever met to subscribe and review and like our podcast. Yeah. Mostly just hit that five-star button if you like us on iTunes. And yep. then if you like us even more and you want to get one of those smooth jams that Sm- I one sang of those. earlier. Oh, yes. Write a review. Oh, yes. And they're only going to get better and more in-depth, people. Are they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I, I have no doubt that they're I mean, going to get more in depth. I know that the bar is set so high right now. Right, but right. But I think they're going to get better. Are they? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, stay tuned, everyone, <laughs> for Kim's songs. <laughs> it's the only reason to tune in. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a really great way to get people to write us reviews. Because, yeah. like, why wouldn't yes, you want me to right. sing you right. a song with my beautiful voice? Right. We should just get you a Grammy now. Right. On that note... Goodbye. <laughs> oh no. Uh this has been Kim and Cat Stay Alive. Maybe. So, so until, until next, next time. Stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> Bye. Bye.